0: Hey, you damn guys. Welcome to Book Club Member Comics. Hey. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Aubrey Loveless. And
1: I'm Danielle.
2: And I'm Hayden
3: Orr. Hayden-
0: hey, Hayden. Book Club Hayden. Member. Thank you for joining us again, Hayden. Thanks for having me back. Ho, ho, ho. It's a special time of the year. I this is our me Book that. Club podcast, me that. and we are reading comics and talking to our friends, and now Danielle's going to tell you
2: all about it.
1: Oh, Hayden Orr, why don't you tell them all about it?
2: Oh, well, you see, there's this thing called a book club. And, what uh, well, you see, you're part of the club oh. and we're part of the club wow. and we read a thing and we tell you to read that thing. Okay. And then you come back and you listen to what we have to say about it. And then you tell us what you have to say about it. And you know, that's a, Hey, You Damn Guys. Oh yeah. Really? Which can be a email or a social media post mm. or a real letter handwritten with a quill. I could do that. And send, <laughs> send could you definitely has to be done with a quill.
1: And like you're doing right now, also. Yeah. Okay.
2: And then we all talk about it, and then that's a book club, and that's also friendship. That's friendship. Christmas friendship. Yes,
0: excellent. Thank you so much. That was great. Good job there. All right. Yes, it is the holidays.
1: We just celebrated the solstice.
0: Yeah, we celebrated the solstice, and we've got uh, all the holidays coming up. Everyone's going to yep. be doing stuff. Yeah. I want to start off with our shouts outs. Shouts outs. Shouts outs. Yes. I want to shout out all of our awesome book club members. Absolutely. Yeah, we have all of our book club members who fill the feed bag every week. (laughs) They do.
1: They sure do. We also
0: have uh, all of our book club members that come on the show and hang out with us like Hayden's doing today. So thanks to all of our guest hosts. Thanks to everyone who participates, who follows the show, who listens. Even if you just like one of our Instagram posts. There you go. (laughs) That's all you got to do. And I'm thanking you. I'm giving you a shout out. So. Um, I really appreciate everybody. Yeah, that's We're great. Yeah.
4: yeah. A shouts out to everybody. Yeah. All of right. you are book club members. That's right. And I also
0: wanted to give a shout out to Demetrius Rios. Oh, yeah. Demetrius Rios. Yes, right book on. club member. Um, well, he likes comics, yeah. Love that. You know, I've been talking about the last couple of weeks, and uh, long story short, you know, this kid needs some medical help yes. Um, for a seizure disorder. There's a life-saving device that he could get, and it's just too expensive, you know what America I mean? But and you can't
1: just get it. Exactly. So, for some you know,
0: I've been sharing the GoFundMe. They're trying to have this procedure in the beginning of January, so we're getting near to the deadline of, like, when they need that money, so... You know, if you're inclined, if you're able. They've raised a significant amount of money, you know what I mean? And so that's really good. But anything that we could do to help. So I've been trying to shout them out, trying to boost that cause a little bit more. So anyway, thank you everyone who's donated. Let's help them out. All right. And now we're going to go on to our listener feedback.
4: Listener feedback. feedback. Listener feedback. From the feedback. That's hey. Right.
1: Get out, some Floppies. Get
4: out back like
1: copies
4: digital is fine
1: read along time get out we got a hey a damn copy. guys from get matt Strackbine. matt Strackbine. a club, club, member. club member that's right matt Strackbine yes, says i've been on an anime kick lately too i've recently binged all of robotech the macross saga ah. all of the gundam movies nice <laughs> And the entire Speed Racer series. I've also been rereading all the vintage Speed Racer mangas, which I guess a lot of people don't know about. They predate the cartoon and they're truly amazing. I've never seen wow, any of that. Wow, yeah. I only, know the, the I only
0: know the cartoon. Okay. Go, go speed, speed Racer. Yeah. Go Speed go Racer. Speed go. Go. I remember that being
1: painfully boring, so I don't think I'll be rewatching <laughs> that. Matt Strackbein continues. I also just watched the feature-length anime Big Wars from 93 for the very first time, and it was pretty cool. I think I've mentioned before how much I love Akira, and I also love Ghosts in the Shell. Outside those two, I always recommend Tekken Crete, Tokyo Godfathers, and Paprika.
0: Oh, nice. Paprika okay. just got a 4K release. Oh, nice. Yeah.
1: And lastly, if you're looking for some really cool anime anthologies, check out Memories, available on Prime, and Short Piece. Both of those have an installment written and directed by Akira creator Katsuhiro Otomo.
0: Wow. Very cool. Nice. Nice recommendation.
1: P.S. I've read the entire Akira manga. That's 2,000-plus pages straight through five or six times since I acquired it in 2021. I highly recommend any fan of the movie. Check out the manga. You'll be blown away all over again.
0: Nice. Is that – how's
1: that – did you – yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. I love it. Right on. Those are some great anime recommendations. We were talking about that last All week, right. or actually the yeah. last time that you were on, Hayden. I haven't even seen the Speed Racer movie. Like I heard that that's like. Oh, is there a movie? I heard that. Um, oh, from the Wachowskis. Yeah. yeah. I, like Some people, some people think it's awesome, and some people think it's terrible. But I've never actually seen it. What
4: What I are y'all? On, on it? Depends on what you're
1: going in yeah. for, probably. I, imagine. I saw it
4: once. Everybody said it was terrible. I enjoyed myself but I don't remember anything about it sure. and I don't find my any desire to go back and watch it. I haven't
1: it. seen it but it <laughs> seems like something that would depend on expectations.
4: Yeah.
2: If yeah. if you go into it knowing that it's going to be a little silly and like fun, then I think you'll have a good time. I wouldn't
1: expect anything as a speed racer movie as yeah. yeah. a live See, action the thing. Is-
2: I feel like some people were like going in expecting like a gritty speed racer reboot
4: or something.
2: Okay.
1: All of, just, all of the major major oh, because of, yeah. it's the witch house. I guess though, Okay.
4: Yeah. It is more like the cartoon anime.
1: So it's a silly, oh, yeah. fun romp. Yeah. Okay. It's well, very go, so
4: colorful, it, very vibrant. It's it uh, doesn't take itself too seriously.
2: So if you were
1: to go into and the it, entire thing that was mind.
4: shot on a green screen.
1: Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But yeah. It's, it, it I am sick pretty, of
4: that. So like entertaining.
1: I am yeah. s- I am sick to death of that, so I will probably skip it.
4: Well, this was one of the startings of it.
1: Oh, even worse. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. No, thank but, you. But
4: I mean, I, it works for that
1: world. I'm because sure it it's does. All cartoon anyway. I'm sure it does.
0: I've heard good things about Paprika. Have you guys
2: seen that one?
1: Have you all seen that no. one? Yeah, Paprika is very very good. Okay.
2: This lady is um, like a, a scientist, but she's also a dream detective. Okay. And it's, it's kind of like um, Inception, actually. Oh, like wow. Like, Inception pulled a lot of uh, ideas from it. Oh, fun. They have this device that, like, is intended to help psychiatric patients by getting into their minds and stuff like that, you know, sort of like Inception. Right on. But it gets uh, – the prototype gets stolen, and then they have to, like, you know, get it back. But that that's – it's basically, like – anime version of inception okay. that came out like when did inception come out because that paprika came out in, like the mid-2000s i
1: don't know anything let's about see, i
2: think it came out in 2014 or something like
1: that yeah so yeah it definitely
2: definitely pulled a lot from paprika cool wow i definitely want to check that out now
1: we'll have to check that out that sounds interesting
0: okay inception was 2010 paprika was 2006 yeah so there you go yeah all right, very cool. Thanks, Matt. We also got a voicemail from Robert Noonan. A
1: voicemail from Robert Noonan.
4: Robert Noonan. Book club member. Yes.
1: All right.
3: This is Robert Noonan wishing you a merry book club, you damn guys, and book club members. Last episode of the year. So, I was slightly dreading the message that you read for last week's Hellboy in Love episode because when I and sent that one, I hadn't slept the previous night. Hopefully, I came across okay and what I said made sense. <laughs> I don't have Hellboy in Love yet, but I've now read Acheron and Koschey in Hell, and I loved both of them. I'll have more to say about them for next month's episode. So, I actually used to live in Edinburgh. Sorry, Jerry Turnbull. And (laughs) in 2013, I would have been 17 at the time, my brother James and I actually saw Grant Morrison at an event at the Edinburgh Book Festival. I'll include a link, and you can watch it if you like. I'm not going to tell you where I am in the audience, but the back of my head is visible. (laughs) Lovely. Afterwards, James had a pair of new X-Men hardbacks signed, which he still has. Wow. Right. Enjoy, Claws. See you next year. Bye.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Robert. You got to hear the sweet, dulcet tones of Robert Noonan's voice. You know I love him.
1: You know we love love to fall asleep to those. (laughs) Thank you. We appreciate you.
4: I got a Hey You Damn Guys from uh, Janelle Lovelace. Janelle Lovelace, Book
1: club member. Book yeah. club
4: member. In Leonid, when Sandaroni comes out of his crypt saying, What fool these mortals be, he's quoting Puck from Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream.
0: Beautiful. Oh, nice. Okay, I missed that one. Gorgeous. Very good. I love that. There's a lot of um, quoting of poems by dead people in Mignola comics. Have mm. you ever noticed that? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Dead people have the best poems, though, to mm-hmm. be fair.
0: They remember all those old poems. Yeah. It was like songs for them or something like that, yeah. right? Like a popular song. Yeah. Well, right? it's,
1: a, it's a play. I guess it's poetry, though.
0: It's like when we're quoting Pulp Fiction to each other.
1: Is it? Is it the same yeah. thing? All right. Beautiful. <laughs> we're poet appreciators, poetry yes. appreciators here in this household.
0: In this household, yes. We also heard from Christopher Egan. Christopher Egan.
1: Book club, Book club. member.
0: Yes. He said, some of my favorite Christmas horror flicks. We were talking about this a little bit last time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is there a lot of that? Yeah, he said piggybacking on Hayden's recommendations. Mileage will most definitely vary as these range between scary and absurd. Mm. All have their level of violence, gore, and sexual language and or violence. Black Christmas is an undeniable classic. It predates things like Halloween, but also pulls from proto-slashers from years past. Christmas evil is excellent if a slow burn. It's almost like a trans allegory, except the main character wants to be Santa instead of changing his gender. Hmm. I just watched it with the commentary by the director and guest superfan John Waters. Oh, wow. Uh, And the original Silent Night, Deadly Night is one of my favorite holiday slashers. It's low budget and mean, but still has a certain level of satirical charm and some heartwarming Christmassy moments. It even has its own song that I consider to be an absolute bop. Definitely look them all up to see if they're for you. Santa's sleigh is so much fun but it's 100% schlock. Some of these are streaming in various places. There are plenty more I've seen and love, especially something obvious like Gremlins, but I didn't want to overdo it. Mm. Awesome. Those are some great recommendations. I haven't seen any of those except for Black Christmas, so I'll definitely check those out. Um, What about you, Hayden? Uh, Any of those ring a bell?
2: Oh, yeah. Seen uh, all the... Well, not all the Silent Night, Deadly Nights, but uh, the first four... Definitely seen Santa's sleigh. Uh, <laughs>
1: that's
2: uh it's Slay No, well, I got right it.
1: Yeah, now. no, I figured that. <laughs>
2: starring uh, Bill Goldberg as Santa, if you're a wrestling fan and you know who that is.
1: I do know who Bill Goldberg is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. I do know who that is.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: He also said, I'm sure you guys have seen Cowboy Bebop, but I don't own a lot of anime as I've borrowed a lot from friends over the years. <laughs> mm. Geno Cyber is an insane sci-fi horror miniseries full of body horror, and it's really dark and bizarre. And Megalopolis is a slightly longer miniseries full of hellish imagery. They're widely original, but again, not for everyone. Both from the early 90s. I also recommend for the visuals, Lilycat. It lifts a lot of aesthetic from stuff like Alien and is beautiful, but kind of light in story. It's only 67 minutes, so you won't be bored. It's usually streaming on Tubi or YouTube. More great anime recommendations. I'll definitely check those out. I think I've seen Megalopolis. Beautiful. Didn't we see that, Aubrey? No,
4: you're thinking of Metropolis. Oh,
0: I'm thinking of Metropolis. Thank you. Okay, there you go.
4: Which is also a pretty good one, I thought.
0: Regarding our discussion of Kloss issues one through four from last time, Andrew Craddock said...
1: Andrew Craddock.
0: Book club member.
1: That's right.
0: He said, just wow, thank you for introducing me to this absurd story, perfect for the holidays. so dumb. Really good. I like it. We also heard from Nomadic Sprite.
1: Nomadic Sprite.
0: Book Club member. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. They said, my favorite seasonal treat. Don't forget the sequels. Okay. Yeah, there are a couple sequels I'm excited to get to. I think we'll save those for Mm, next Christmas. I think next holiday we'll do another one. Thanks for the winter feedback, everybody. Yeah. I really appreciate it. And now we're going to go on to our next segment.
1: What do you see? What do you say?
0: All right. What What are you you...
1: saying? What are you saying?
0: Um, We finally watched the Barbie movie.
1: Yeah, we finally watched that. So
4: did we? So good. It was really fun. Fun stuff. And I get you that That, outfit. Which one? That outfit. The final
1: outfit. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Which outfit? (laughs) Ken's final outfit. It looks so good. Well, not the one where he's the final dancer. I mean, the one where he's like, he's got the, you know, it's like the headband with the lightning on it and shit. (laughs) All
2: of that. You liked all the lightning stuff. Yeah.
1: He's great. I'm gonna hang out with that guy. i can't wait yeah. you know
2: hang out in the mojo dojo casa house Absolutely. Oh, man
0: that was so funny
1: 100 <laughs> percent
0: yeah it was really good i was um i have
1: a mini fridge and everything
0: i was uh can't put anything in there impressed with how funny it was yeah it's good it was really yeah. funny the comedy was really good i thought like most of the jokes landed really well and it's funny there was like an absurd yeah. nature to it like it well yeah was, it's
1: an absurdist
0: yeah like i mean not film. to say that people are dumb I would have thought that some of the concepts of this movie would have been over. I'm glad. I mean, it makes me.
1: But but John, films that are aimed at women don't make any money, so oh, I don't know okay. how that's possible.
0: Well, it was really good. Mm. Well, there was a there was some Kens in there. It wasn't just for women, you know. And they had a they had a <laughs> lot of. Uh, I um. I they had an Allen in there.
1: I especially like how <laughs> I was. Uh, I'm a very cynical person. I wasn't expecting to cry. At the Barbie movie. Sure. Oh, I was expecting yeah. this to be the, like a goofy, silly, absurdist romp. But it's Greta Gerwig, so... Of course, there's she's got to shove the fucking knife in between my goddamn ribs. Yeah. And be like, by the way, life is beautiful and painful and scary and worth living. Fuck you! It's also very <laughs> lovely sometimes. Yeah. But it can be hard, and you have to do it anyway, so you might as well. And it's like, okay... Shut up. <laughs> Why am I crying during the Barbie movie?
0: No, well, there was. I guess s- I'll just
1: look at the, the leaves of the trees in yeah. the wind and think about mortality. That's
0: the scene that I that I was kind of thinking about was when she's outside and she's like looking at the trees the, it's and the one at like the bus she's stop. looking at all the people. It's the one at
1: the bus stop and it's the one at the end where they're showing all the clips of women living their lives despite all just the harsh nature of reality. They just continue to persist and be like Loving and laughing and dancing and singing, even though all this shit is going on around yeah. them, it's like you got to live your life anyway. You might as well just do it. What the hell? it was good. Shut up, Greta Gerwig.
0: I like
4: um weird Barbie. Yeah, I love weird Barbie. <laughs> <That was laughs> weird She's Barbie. my favorite.
1: Really Absolutely, weird Barbie is the best.
4: Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was really fun, well made, and it's just all around and just an enjoyable movie.
1: Well acted. <laughs> Who else could take a script like this and be like, okay, so we're hang on. <laughs> do you know what I mean?
4: Yeah. Like yeah,
0: it's... I also w- watched some more holiday movies. I mean, you know, I like the holiday stuff. We did watched watch, Elf. John?
1: Did you watch Elf? Yeah,
0: I had Elf on the other day. You I like that who one. Who
1: watched Elf with you? The bird. The bird.
0: Yeah, sweet pea. <laughs> did she like that? Yeah, she did.
1: She loves um, the Muppets so much. We watched Muppet Christmas Carol. We watched Muppet Christmas. Carol. Yeah, that's a great Michael one. Michael Caine just turns in an incredible performance. But she loves watching Muppet movies. It's her favorite thing to watch. So. Yeah. It was a blast watching that again with her. Muppet's
0: Christmas Carol is good. It's
1: a good one. Michael Caine.
0: We kind of talked about it a little bit last week. Happiest season. Right. That's <laughs> Lesbian Christmas. That's become one of my favorites. Have you guys seen this he movie? It's on Hulu. Movie. He loves it. I don't what think I've seen it. It's oh. Lesbian Christmas. It, well, it, it's, it, it really didn't... Um... Dawn on me until you described it, Danielle, because you were telling me that you were telling somebody about it. Yeah. And you described it as like a Hallmark movie. It
1: is. It's a Hallmark movie. It is
0: like a Hallmark movie. It's one of those. Because it's like a family, (laughs) and then there's like a conflict, and then. There's a big
1: conflict, and then it gets resolved.
0: And then at the end, everybody's. Everybody's Everybody's
1: a family. Yeah, and and they're all. And it has
0: a happy ending. And it's. uh, I didn't really realize it, but it is. But it's it's really funny, too. It It is very funny.
1: You've got some excellent actors. It's well acted. You've got Aubrey Plaza, you've got Kristen yeah. Stewart, you've got um, everybody is yeah, in there. Yeah,
0: I forget some of the other actors in I there. I forget everyone's name because I'm they're bad really good names,
1: but everyone's fantastic. Yeah, I definitely my recommend that one. My mother makes an appearance yeah. <laughs> as my mother in this film. She's great. She does a great job. Eugene Levy's son. Oh, What is his name?
0: Yeah, he's funny in it too. Oh, I can't think of his name. I that's don't know his what great. his name oh, is. Oh,
1: that's terrible. I feel bad about it, but he's great.
0: What about you guys? Anything that you've been seeing her saying we
4: uh, also watched the barbie movie which i uh, you know i guess i mentioned that uh, but uh, we watched this movie on netflix called uh leave the world behind it's mm. got julia roberts Bashar ali and ethan hawk okay. and i don't remember who the kids are because i'm old sure. and i don't no, know yeah, kids it's actors uh, <laughs> it's kind of like a uh, uh, julia roberts and ethan hawk they're married and they take their kids on a spontaneous vacation and then Marshall Ali, and his daughter show up and because there's like something, some weird blackout. And then there's hackers. It's like the apocalypse is happening kind of type movie, you know? What okay. Do you do? And shit like that. The main theme I got from the movie is when you have your bunker... Make sure you stock it with like DVDs, box sets, like tons of them, because that's not a problem. If it's the end of the world. You're not gonna have streaming anymore. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, that's not a problem. John and I have made sure to stock up on physical, physical media. media. I yeah. love physical media. Absolutely.
0: Give me all the DVDs. Also, oh. if there's
1: no fucking electricity, we'll read books. We have books.
4: Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. And also, well, I mean, if the fucking apocalypse of
1: happens, I'm running towards the flesh. I'm not. I don't want to live through that. Let's be very no, no. fucking clear.
4: We finished watching all the Monsterverse movies, so now we're watching Monarch.
1: Mm. Legacy oh, of Monsters. Nice. Okay, how's that?
4: Yeah. I am curious oh, it's about that. So good. Fun? It's uh, Oh yeah, because it takes place in like two different time periods. Uh, two thousand fifteen, so it's one year after the Godzilla attack. Okay. And in the nineteen 19- and also in the nineteen fifties. Really? Yeah. Wyatt Russell and Kurt Russell are playing the same character.
1: Oh, what? That's
4: cool. That's
1: so great. Yeah. I like that. Wow. Yeah. I got to see this. That's cool.
4: Yeah. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. You know, I mean, John Goodman pops up for a brief second. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He was yeah. in Kongskull yeah, Island. Island, right? Island. Yeah, you're right. Oh, man. Do yeah. You think
1: we get anyone else from Kongskull Island in the show? That would be so great. That would be cool. Man, that'd be cool because you can do that. You right. do the flashbacks. You could. You get the old cast yeah. back. <clears throat> man, that's a cool idea.
4: Yeah, we haven't gotten to the seventies yet, but we're still in the. 50s. That's fun though. And the modern and 2015. So I gotta check that Yeah, this it's, show it's been fun. That sounds awesome. It's on um, it's on Apple TV Plus.
1: I can't get over the uh Kurt Russell, Wyatt Russell thing. That sounds great. Yeah, that's cool.
4: Yeah, when they
2: first announced that show and they like they announced that casting, I was like, that is fucking whoever thought of that yeah.
1: should get <laughs> at least yeah, a million
4: dollar bonus.
1: Good job. Oh, uh,
4: another bonus of the show is Matt Fraction. You know. Great oh. comic book writer himself. Um, he's one of the co-creators of the show. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't know that. Great. That's cool.
0: Good job. That is cool. What about you, Hayden? What are, what are you checking out?
2: Uh, well, I was off all last week on vacation, but I ended up getting nice. stressed and the flu. Oh, no. Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, so I, I actually didn't get to uh, get through a lot of the stuff I was planning on reading, but I did have time to read one of the books uh that i had in my pile you may have seen it on the the mike mignola facebook group uh because matt smith did a cover for it it's called the impudent Edda. Oh. um and it's basically it's by it's written by this guy named rowdy gerson and uh it's basically like he took all of the original norse myths that we have and retold them through a uh a rowdy, drunken, Bostonian lens.
1: Amazing. <laughs>
2: and there's some original... Wozina Donkeys?
1: Likes... Donkeys? You got me. your crawler. The crawler's good. The crawler's good. Hey, hey, well, I got you here. Let me tell you about Norse mythology. Let me tell you. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. I would love this. Yeah,
2: and there's also some original, uh, some new, undiscovered myths uh, Okay. In there, too, that, uh, that are pretty funny. And then uh, when I was feeling better my co-host sean that's living with me now he hasn't seen few movies that are uh my favorites to watch around the holidays so we watched uh excalibur okay which is certified bangaroonie
1: oh shit. i love that
2: movie yeah we've seen that <laughs>
1: the certified what
2: certified Bangaroonie. amazing <laughs> and then we uh he's never seen and i when he told me this i which I think he's told me before, and I just blocked it out of my mind because it fucking offended me so badly. But he's never seen Gremlins or Gremlins 2. Oh, wow. You should be the friend that's like, oh, you've never seen this?
1: Let me show you these movies. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. How is it offensive if someone hasn't seen
1: something? It's not his fault?
2: Well, he just, I guess, he said that he just never was like, his family wasn't like big on watching movies like that. You should help him. You're his friend. he did. Oh, I did help him. Okay. We immediately rectified
0: the issue. Oh, good. Someone who's never seen Gremlins before, like what is their? Yeah. Well, I'm interested on in that. I would
1: take. love to see an adult reaction to this movie. He was
2: like, "Oh yeah, the silly Gremlin movie, haha." And he was like, "Oh my god, yeah, all these people are dying." Up. And I was like, "Yeah, the Gremlins kill people. It's in horrifying." Sort of movie.
4: Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, pretty gross. It,
2: like like straight up just dead and then of course gremlins 2 which in my opinion <laughs> might be blasphemous but i think gremlins 2 is superior
4: <laughs> uh. <laughs> awesome what i love it's that. really
2: good Solely for the brain gremlin, Amazing. when he when he drinks that brain juice and okay. starts talking all, right. all all smart, I'm I'm there for it Man. day one.
4: <laughs> oh, Man. I also like electric gremlin and spider gremlin. And... Oh yeah,
2: well spider gremlin is the reincarnation of uh, Stripe. Mm. Gizmo uh, getches him with his little Rambo. <laughs> that's basically all I've uh, all I've been seeing and saying the last week or so. Man, I'm sorry to hear that you weren't feeling well.
0: That's awful. Are you on the med yeah. now? Are you doing all right?
2: Yeah, I'm good. I went to the doctor and they gave me some, uh, anti, they, they swabbed me for everything and they were like, wow, you got strep and the flu. And I was like, yeah, I, I know, <laughs> I know,
4: <laughs> uh, I am aware. But they
2: gave me, they gave me some Tamiflu and some antibiotics. So, uh. I'm feeling a whole lot
1: better. I'm glad you're on the mend, yes, sir. Yes, I'm glad you're feeling better, man.
0: Let us know what you're seeing and what you're saying for the holiday season. What are you checking out? If you have some time off, or uh, what are your favorite holiday things to enjoy media-wise? All right. And now we're going to go on to our book club episode for the week.
1: I got to get out of here. What's going on? Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's going on, John. Well, so I didn't tell my parents that I was gay, but I did tell my girlfriend, that she could come home with me for the holidays. I don't know why I did that.
0: That's that's the plot of Happiest oh, Season. Oh, right. No, that's right. No, I have to go because uh,
1: my mom is expecting me for dinner. i yeah. got to go say hello, so i got to get out of here. got family stuff going on. family craft. That's
0: part of the holidays that's, is you get dragged into a million different directions. I sure, do. Directions, and I sure
1: so... do, and everybody's real mean about it.
0: So obviously. They don't behave themselves. Well, we won't be mean about it. We're glad that you can great. hang out with us for a little bit.
1: <laughs> I was glad, too. You guys are great, and I love you. Have some happy holidays and happy solstice.
4: Yes. Bye, Danielle. Bye. bye.
1: Bye. Bye.
4: Right before I got on this uh, call with you guys, I went to go say something to my mom. The TV's on, and it's that fucking Rankin Bass Santa Claus movie. And it's like (laughs) the part where they're like grabbing all the toys from the kids, saying, like, toys, kids are not allowed to have toys on Christmas or whatever by punishment of imprisonment and then chris comes walking out. i just want to give people toys i don't understand i'm just like oh my god this is so hilarious yeah that's right now (laughs) when we're doing this comic today (laughs) that's really great aubrey awesome i love it this was a lot of fun to read i gotta tell you i had so much fun with this
0: yeah yeah so we're continuing our discussion this week of claus how santa claus began this is a seven issue miniseries today we're reading issues five through seven be sure to check out our previous episode where we discussed the first four issues. These issues were published by Boom Studios from April to August 2016. Written by Grant Morrison, art by Dan Mora, and letters by Ed Dukeshire. So we're picking up on issue five. So we open up on issue five. So when we last left off, Kloss was recruiting the help of Sergeant Linquist, And the evil Baron Magnus was using his kid to write a letter to set some kind of trap for the Santa. So we pick up here... With the mother, Lady Dagmar, she's learning of this trick. Jonas says that they made up a story to trick the Santa. Meanwhile, the Baron meets with the evil spirit, right? So we saw this whole storyline of, like, they're digging in the mines and there's, like, a voice down there or something.
4: I like how the kid is still holding on to his General Grievous.
0: Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot more detail in there. Like, now that I look at it, it looks more like a a Krampus or something, right? Yeah, it really does. That sort of like uh, goat-like skull with the horns. And I think that's interesting because I actually went back to the previous issue to see if it always looked like that. Because I was like, it didn't look like that before. And when you go back and look at it in the previous issue, it has a little smiley face. So something has happened. Mm. This is like a storytelling device or something like that, you know. Yeah. It symbolizes that things are getting evil. And it definitely has four arms yeah (laughs) for all those lightsabers i will deal with this jedi slime myself that's right (laughs) just as dagmar can try and figure out what's happening the baron returns with a big old sword and he's all crazed dagmar mentions that he's never been able to lift the sword before but the baron says the king and his men are coming to kill them the voice in the rock told him all this and it has also given him strength it must be released from its prison in two days, or nothing will save them from the king. On top of this, there's the Santa. The Baron asks Dagmar to help him think of what to do. You have to get me
2: out of this, he tells her. I'm like, why is this my responsibility? Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> well, that uh, just that that kind of guy, you know? He's like majorly fucks up, and then it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> it's on you to, to save his buns. When they show
0: him. Uh, here in this scene like he's started to change i feel like he's always kind of looked like evil you know what i mean dan moore gives him those really like expressive uh skinny kind of cheekbone face or whatever but here he's, he's starting, starting to, look... to look unhinged right exactly oh, yeah. over with claws he's figured out a way to deliver those gifts after all and just like you predicted, Hayden, he's using a, a holiday trope here. That's the, the chimneys. That's where that comes from. I like that. We get some good Batmaning as well as he's jumping over the rooftops, unbeknownst to the guards below.
4: It's so good. Uh, uh, it's just paced so well. They're like, why can't we find him? I yeah. don't know how he's doing it. And they're just. <laughs> this is great. Dan
2: Moore is like, nowadays, is like a, like a superstar artist. You know, you see him on like all kinds of books and you can just see. Here, like, you know, the beginnings of him really, like, getting a knack for, like, pacing and character work and stuff like that. It's it's very clear to see why he's so, you know, well-regarded nowadays.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, nowadays he's drawing Batman and Superman and all that stuff, right? Yeah. As the guards talk, one of them mentions that it's kind of cool. And he wishes the Santa would leave something for his boy. That's traitor talk, brother, the other guard says. So, I like that too. We're kind of seeing that even some of the guardsmen are kind of like they're like, why, why is this guy the bad guy? He's actually pretty neat. He's Batman. We like that. We also see Claus finds the letter to Santa, so I guess Claus was supposed to meet with Sergeant Linquist, but Sergeant Linquist isn't there. It's some other guy. He says he got promoted, and he's in charge now. He sees Claus. In his elite guard uniform. Like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's the MCU Santa outfit. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> totally. Oh,
0: yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when they redesign. I, I We keep saying MCU. Like, it's not necessarily that. But, like, they have a way of when they redesign the costumes, they make them all, like, kind of modern and sleek. And that's kind of yeah. what it looks like.
2: Yeah, and then the next movie, it'll be slightly different. Just slightly <laughs> enough to, to justify selling a new toy. <laughs> there you exactly. Go.
0: There you go. He's got a different hood this time. Yeah. The um, spider logo is slightly different. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he fools the guard long enough for Claus to personally deliver a Yule time gift. In this case, it's a knuckle sandwich. There you go. Yeah, so good. Over in the mines, these two miners gossip on what they think Santa is. But they're also, like, uh, every time they they cut to them, it's horrifying. Like, they're all just these skinny, gross men, you know, that are going mad down there. But gossiping's not allowed. They're about to get beat up for chit-chatting when this guy gets knocked out.
4: Man, this the, the look on his face after he gets, like, punched, or maybe even, like, did he hit him with a sack that he's holding? I don't yeah. Know, like, <laughs> I was thinking he but, swung that
2: sack of toys and just fucking clocked him.
4: Man, it's just uh, so good. The artwork is just beautiful on this, you know.
0: Someone had to tell him only one man has to work at Yule Time, and that's me. <laughs> we got like the full reveal of the of the Santa outfit. It looks awesome. Oh, it's
4: so good. Um uh, I, I when I was reading this the other night, I was just like I, I was like Kathy was in the room with me and I was just like I had to turn around and go, Kathy, we're reading a comic about a swole Santa. Wanna see him? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she was I was like,
2: of course, of
0: course. I wonder if anyone's cosplayed this because this is like awesome. You know what I mean? Oh like, man, it would be great. Like, uh, like the kids are expecting Santa, and like this, this dude shows up or something. You know what I mean? That would be
4: so awesome.
0: <laughs> he tells the miners there are gifts waiting for your children. Tell them the Santa wears the red and white of Grimsvig, white for the snow of our homeland, red for the blood of the working people who built this town. Your colors. He tells them to go home and celebrate the return of light from darkness, the way it's meant to be. And then he sets the mine on fire. The men want to follow him into battle, but he says, All I do is bring toys for children, to make joy won't be forgot. The gift is yours, so take it. Back with Magnus and Dagmar, she's trying to figure out how to make sense of everything he's saying. Magnus reveals he made a bargain with the voice from the Black Book for power, knowledge, wealth, and, admitted. If you ever loved me once, it was only because I cast a spell on you. So there's that, you know, he made a bargain with a black book. That's pretty weird.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's not something you want
0: to hear from your spouse
2: at yeah. Christmas time.
0: <laughs> Where's your Santa now, he asks. They'll kill you too, he tells her. They call us tyrants, ruthless monsters. They must obey the voice or die. And she's like, when did we become tyrants? And asks what else the voice told him but is interrupted by these guards coming in to tell him that everything's on fire. He's got some great facial expressions. We talked about that, I think, on the last one, too. But whenever they show the Baron, he's got some very expressive... uh, It's those high cheekbones, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Over with Kloss, he's reading the letter. Um, We talked about the snow last time, too, but it's really cool. Yeah, the whole effect here. The letter says they don't have a chimney because it fell on their dad and killed him, and the mom can't repair it. The letter asks for a wooden horse like the one from Greek myth. I hope you will be drawn as a moth to a flame by the light of my plea, it reads.
2: Did you pick up that he wanted a Trojan horse for this, uh, the gift for this trap letter?
0: Oh, right, because it's a trap too, right? Yeah. No, oh, I like that. Yeah, good one. He should have, he should have seen it coming then, right?
2: Yeah, maybe he just forgot all of his, uh, his Greek myths. What even says that,
0: too, in the letter, he says something like, I don't suppose kind spirits such as yourself have much use for Greek myths. He was like, I don't even know what those are. <laughs> and then later he's like, dang it. Back with the Baron, he tells Dagmar that he was brewing poisons as a gift for the Santa. She runs out into the streets, but the rebelling townsfolk are out there. And they throw shit at her, or at least that's what it looks like. It looks like a poop. Yeah, like a
2: horse patty or something. Yeah. Oh,
0: man, it really does. <laughs> yeah they start throwing a bunch of stuff at her so there was that Vegetable, line earlier rotten
4: vegetables and more
2: poop yeah
0: well earlier she was like when did we become tyrants but like they are or they are seen that way oh yeah we see more of the letter to santa it says the door will be unlatched please do not disturb my mother as the shot could kill her because there's like a little hooded person in the rocking chair Claus sees the mother but it's actually a sergeant lindquist all tied up all the cards pop out, and now Klaus has to do a big Batman and fight all these guys, and jump off a big thing to escape. But he gets shot up with poison arrows in the process, and then he has to jump out the window and slide down a big epic banner, just like Batman
2: does. He <laughs> really, like, I mean, he yeah. really, really does some just straight up Batman stuff throughout this whole first series.
0: It's really cool, though, I, I and I guess I was I was thinking Batman, too, because like, he doesn't really kill any of them. Right. Yeah, he takes right. the sword, and then he hits this guy with the stool, and then another guy with a big clock, <laughs> which I thought was really funny.
4: Oh, yeah, that's great.
2: <laughs> yeah, because he easily could be like wiping these dudes out yeah. if
0: he wanted
4: to be. Well, yeah, I mean, he had a sword right there. Wait, after he throws the clock on somebody, and then he's like, standing on the side of the building looking over at the archers about the shooting that's definitely batman post. yeah right yeah it <laughs> oh is.
0: yeah alfred alfred remember that part
3: <laughs> alfred. <laughs> alfred. Alfred.
0: alfred, oh that's all i could think of while i was reading this anyway we see the guards are taking all the toys again and they're also taking the kids themselves that's the logic here right no child is safe while the santa is loose I I forgot to mention, a little kid finds him. A little kid finds the Santa. And he's like, oh, I'll help you. So we see the injured claws telling the kid to find star-shaped flowers to help him with the poison. So there's obviously a a bunch of star-shaped flowers. The one that I was looking at was the platycodon grand floris. This is a species of herbaceous flowering perennial plant of the family Campanulaceae, and the only member of the genius Platycodon, is native to East Asia. It is also known as the balloon flower, Chinese bell flower, or Platycodon. I don't know if this is the same flower they are talking about, but I just had to look that up. Star-shaped flower. There's some pretty cool ones. Um, this one in particular looks really neat. It kind of looked like Starro or something like that.
4: Oh, that's cool. <laughs>
0: so Claus tells the kid to take him into the forest, and there they find Lily... And, of course, you know, at first the kid thinks that they're done for because they found this wolf. The boy's with us, girl. And the kid, he puts claws on a sled... And Lily pulls him along, so I thought that that was a nice touch too. you are starting to see like all the uh, yeah the tropes of Santa or whatever come together here. Claus tells them into the darkness they must go. I like that. So it's like you know some more magical shit is going to happen, like you know with like the Christmas elves or whatever, the forest elves and all this stuff with the broth and everything. So I was like, ah, we're gonna get yeah. some more cool
2: magic stuff. Yeah, it's like every time we we go back into the woods, it's always a prelude to more. Magical machine elves stuff,
0: and I just noticed the trees are—they have evil faces as they're going in there. Oh Oh, shit! They totally do. Is that from the poison or something? I didn't even catch that until now.
2: I think so. Like the poison, and maybe also to like sort of help, you know, demonstrate that this is like you know a bad moment for Klaus. Right? He's he's on—he's on the ropes here for sure.
0: We see the Baron out in the woods too with his guards. They ask him, shouldn't you be in the castle? But the Baron says, he wouldn't miss tonight for all the world. Let's go on to the next issue, he says. Or that's practically what he says, right? (laughs) (laughs) Shall we proceed to the inevitable conclusion? But first, let's look at this awesome issue five cover by Dan Mora that shows, like, the Krampus. Right? This is going to be like the Oh, yeah. So cool. And it looks just like that little toy that Jonas had. It really does. Yeah. All right, opening chapter 6. We get the king, right? So they've been talking about the king is coming. We get the epic king shot, I like all that. The colors are really nice. But Jonas and Lady Dagmar are fleeing the city. And as they're fleeing, she puts that like red cap on him that, you know, typically now we would think of that as like a Santa hat, you know, but yeah. back with Claus, he gets to his home and the little kid is like i wish i lived here i knew mm-hmm. you were a wizard yeah i like all this because like i i kind of forgot like he doesn't have to be doing any of this right right he just has his own like he's got his own little spot in the woods to just like talk to elves and stuff
2: <laughs> we find out the kid's name is finn nicholson and all I could think was that these are like the uh, ancestors of Mad's Mikkelsen. Sure, there
0: you go, right?
4: <laughs> oh shit. that's awesome.
0: Yeah, we see Claus gate on the mend and he talks to the kid and he's, he tells him that he saved his life. They talk about magic and monsters. Claus says he's seen spirits out on the ice. Some nights you can see them shining among the trees. And he's getting stuff ready for his infusion. So I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. We're going to have another another cool magic moment. He tells the kid to fetch him some water and to find Lily. Outside, the kid goes to find Lily, but she's distracted by something. They look out into the woods, and you see, like, those lights. And so I thought that this was the the machine elves or whatever, the the elves of the forest. But, oh, no, it's the Baron.
4: I knew something was definitely up, by the way, the fir- in the very first panel, the way Lily is standing. You know, it's like, oh.
0: Oh yeah, we talked about that, right? The the body language that Dan Moore puts on the mm. animal is like really good, and I was like, okay, Hayden said the dog wasn't going to die, so nothing bad better happen to this <laughs> fucking dog, you know. But but it's a wolf, not a dog. So oh, yeah, he didn't say the wolf was uh, going to die. <laughs> dang it! <laughs> the Baron has found them and he attacks, and Klaus blacks out. So I assume like he gets knocked in the back of the head or something, right?
2: God, they burn his sick bachelor
4: pad down. I know. Sick, house. Oh, so terrible. When
0: he wakes up, he's all staked to the ice and tied down. <clears throat> the Baron is like in full supervillain mode here too. Like when they showed him in that previous page, I thought that was a pretty cool shot. Oh, yeah. The Baron tells Klaus that he knows who he is now. The wolf will be shot and stuffed. The miners will work until they fall. And I will keep my appointment with the crown. And so he takes the kid and leaves him out there. That's always, like, a villain thing, too. Like, let's just leave him. It's fine, right?
4: Yeah. <laughs> let's make sure he's actually dead. Let's just... At least he's leave like... one guard.
2: Yeah, something. I mean, he's, like, so far made a fool of you, like, several times. But you're, like, surely, you know, he won't find a way to hero his way out of this one and get me one more time. Yeah. And ruin my big plan. The guard
0: even tells him that staking him in the ice might, like, compromise the ice. So, you know, he could he could break out because he's got all those MCU trainer muscles. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So the Baron takes the kid back to the castle. He says, all the undesirables are being round up. And he tosses the kid into the larder. There we see all the other kids. So, like, it seems like we're going to get some horrific reveal when he throws him in there. But we reveal all the kids are there and they're just pigging out like crazy. Yep. <laughs> i would especially love that now that he, let me do that now i mean yeah. especially
4: they, these kids are probably starving too
0: yeah for real i love the color on this page too it's almost like um a, a lesser version of like when they show the toys but i did like you know all the colors for all the different treats that are going on what are some holiday treats do you like anything for the holidays is there like a special thing that you're like
2: ah this is really good i love this i don't really have much i, I do like a uh, a nice red velvet cake Mm. around christmas
4: time.
0: Okay. At my work they always have like just sweet stuff around like the other day they had like a hot chocolate bar or you just make hot chocolate and put all this shit in there like whipped cream and sprinkles and it's just like it's just sugar nice. all day and stuff like that. But I do like that stuff and I'm like, "Uh, I'm not going to do all that. I'm not going to eat and then here I am making myself like a giant anyway." <laughs>
2: well hey i mean it's free hot chocolate you can't i mean that's hard to pass up it is it is it's
0: hard to do yeah so this one kid he realizes what's going on he's like they're fatting us up like geese at yule time and this little girl's like isn't that good not if you're the geese right (laughs) over in the mines just like the baron said the men are working themselves to death this one dude literally dies right there in the middle of working which is nuts (laughs)
4: This man just died. What's it to you? You want to be next, Gunnar Milkinson? Yes, the dad of the other kid,
0: right? So they're they're kind of focusing on these people. So both of them are strong-willed. And Gunnar gets kicked in the back to work even harder. So he smashes the mind in frustration of all that's been taken. And he is able to break through to find what's inside. And it's an evil Sauron eye. (laughs) Not good. Not Not good, uh, yeah.
2: Not a good thing for them.
0: I love that reveal of just that eye in the red. You know, it looks really great. Yeah. The way that's, oh, uh, yeah. That whole thing is rendered.
2: I love the way that they've done Krampus's word balloons, too. So oh, differentiate yeah. them that, that thick red lettering. It's
4: pretty metal, too. Yeah, it is. <laughs>
0: free from rocks, free from books. Where are they? Where are they hiding? Where are the children? He's loosened a Krampus. That's what it is, right? Because it's got the sack and it's getting all the bad kids and all that stuff, right? Oh, yeah. That's what I assumed. Yeah, so we've talked about the Krampus. We've talked about it on the Hellboy Book Club for sure, because we did that knot story. It's a figure from Central and Eastern Alpine folklore. I guess originally it was assisting St. Nicholas. The pair visit children on the night of 5th December, with St. Nicholas rewarding the well-behaved children with gifts, while the badly behaved ones receive punishment from Krampus with birch rods. I didn't realize that. They would go out as a pair. <laughs> like, okay, you, yeah, I you, think there were, you get the good ones, and I'll was, get the bad ones.
2: Right. I think there were several different, like, uh, amongst different people groups, there were different Santa helpers. Because I know there's another one from, like, Germany called, like, Black Peter, who was, like, covered in soot from the chimney. Oh, right. And he also yes. was, uh, was, like, a punisher. Whereas Santa was like the, uh, you know, the gift giver. There was always one that was like with him that would, I guess, just beat the kids. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes worse.
0: Yeah. That's so funny. I mean, I, it's not funny, but I just think it's funny that there has to be, I don't know. So I guess I, I'm thinking about this in a different way because I, a lot of my job, I can't really talk about because it's, it's you know, I'm working with people and their information is confidential. And I'm working with special populations, right? So people with special needs. Essentially, I work with people that have behavior problems. So they're doing stuff that's bad. And research tells us that the best way to change behavior is to work on what they call positive behavior supports. This is using, like, principles of reinforcement and stuff like that to increase positive behaviors. And, you know, without getting into it, you can explain why reinforcement is more motivating and why it heeds better results than punishment. But there are always people that want to use punishment, and I work with a bunch of different people, and people are always like, "Well, can't we just take this away? Can't we just?" And it's like, there's a certain group of people that they're just like, "We got to punish kids who are being bad, and that's how we get them to be good." And it's like, no, that's 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 not really like. I mean, yes, like you know, for some people that will work. You know, for some people that will work if they know that they're going to be punished, then they will do the positive behavior to avoid the punishment, but that's not the best way to heed results. And I just, I don't know this whole idea that in some cultures, I, they had to have the bad Santa to make the kids behave. You know what I mean? I just, I don't know. I just think that's kind of funny.
2: I think for some people that think like that, it's because they were probably like spanked and stuff when they were kids. And right. they oh, yeah, they're yeah, like, totally. well, I, I turned out all right. So, you know, let's just keep doing it. Yeah. But that's yeah. not like, just, just stop doing it, actually. <laughs> well, and it
0: doesn't work for everybody, right? You know, like... Right. Um, and, and, and there are certain ways of doing it, too. Like, you know, if you're going to take stuff away from people... You know, and maybe, you know, I'm getting into a, a weird tangent of like, and I'm not even a parent, but like, I think if you're going to take stuff away, you should give an opportunity to earn it back. Okay, well, you're going to lose this right now, but if you do X, Y, and Z, then you can earn it back. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah. something, something that's within reason and not something that's impossible, you know, but like what, what happens is that you can take it. So if you take everything away and you make it impossible to get back ahead or to get back on the quote unquote good side then a lot of times kids will just go, well, fuck this then, you know what I mean? I'm not doing this, you know? And it's just like, and then they're just going to make your life hell because they have nothing left to work for and there's no more motivation, so... That's that's the problem with punishment as a concept. Anyway, the whole idea that Krampus and Santa would be together—oh, you need to behave, or else <laughs> so the Krampus is going to come smack you with the birch rods. Anyway, I just find that kind of funny.
4: So one thing I, I was like, I, I found interesting is that uh, you know they're, they're working in the coal mine and all that, and like they freed Krampus out of the coal mine, but like that was always like something like if you're naughty, you're going to get coal in your stocking instead of a. Uh, uh, oh yeah, you know. you're right. Yeah. So I thought that was a nice little touch and all that. Um, There you
0: go. They incorporated that as well. We cut over to the king and he looks all cool. They have a cool little group there, right?
2: Yep. Very, um, the warriors three. Yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) Oh, right. Definitely. He confronts the Baron and he tells him that they've come to arrest him for how he's treating the people or make war if he resists. But the Baron's like, my people starve to provide this awesome feast for you. And shouldn't they eat after their travels before it turns all nasty? And this one guy seems tempted, right? He's like sure the, it is. He's the Volstag, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the king continues on about the reports of cruelty and black magic. But the baron says he wouldn't pay attention to gossip and announces their final guest. Judging by all the screaming outside, he's on his way now, the baron says. Midwinter is upon us, he says. I insist you join me in a toast to the powers of the ancient dark because tonight they've come to take charge and set me on the throne. Raise your cups to the new spirit of Yule time on your knees, noble lords, or die where you stand. Because here's a big old Krampus he's gonna get you.
2: I love this Krampus
4: design. Oh, it's so good.
0: Yeah, I mean, I watched recently like the Krampus movie and it was like a it, it was like a big hunched over kind of monster thing. I like this. This is like very sleek. Again, it was, kind of gave me some MCU feels. He's like a big, strong, muscular monster thing.
2: Yeah. I like
0: how he's dragging a flaming corpse with him. Is that what that <laughs> is? Yeah, that's really cool.
2: Looks like it's maybe uh, one of the guards from the mines or something. Oh, right, yeah. There's a um, uh, an EP that uh, came out a few years ago that I love to listen to by this guy named J.J. Hubrovac. Uh, it's called a death metal Christmas.
0: <laughs> okay. And, uh, nice.
2: <laughs> it's it's death metal covers of like, uh, you know, old and timey uh, <laughs> Christmas songs. Uh, there's like the We Three Kings is We Earthen Kings. And uh, God <laughs> Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen is uh, Unrest for Melancholy Gentlemen. That's, not... <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and uh just this like this reveal page uh in my mind is just like death metal christmas songs just playing when he walks into the feast hall oh yeah
0: nice yeah you definitely get some metal vibes from this i love that profile shot where he's like burning this guy or whatever breathing fire all over this dude's face yeah what is that (laughs) it took a turn right there i was like holy shit yeah that's like robocop levels of disfigurement
2: (laughs) yeah you get get that real nice 80s melty uh practical effect Mm. going on yeah yeah for real
0: yeah all this is really great so Now the Krampus is coming for Lady Dagmar and Jonas. Over with Klaus. He's tied up and staked to the ice. I really like this scene because you see the wolves approaching in that, you know, in that top little like kind of inset panel. They look so evil and sinister. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, no, now they're going to get him, you know, but it's actually Lily and her pals. And Klaus says, don't be scared. Song, remember. So Lily starts singing the song. I thought that that was really cool so we talked about a lot of that and then i don't know if you went back and listened to the episode where we previously discussed this i included a good clip of Terrence mckenna talking about the dmt elves and how they would sing stuff into existence and that whole concept of music and all of that so i thought it was pretty cool that that's like incorporated here where they sing and they're able to like Summon this thing. I don't know. Like, what is happening here? We do see those elves, right? We see them from—they're those same kind of like blue alien beings that we saw in the last set of issues.
2: Yeah, I love when they first appear. Klaus and Lily are like—they look like they're sort of like glitching a little bit. You know, that yeah. they got that kind of like shaky, yeah, wavy line on them. Like maybe they're uh, like just the elves coming into this dimension. Uh, right sort of like maybe messing with their where they are in space
0: yeah i like that because we talked about that a lot too like it's like cross-dimensional or you're seen beyond the veil and stuff like that yeah so what happens to his heart here do they make him magic heart or they make him like a lightning heart or something
4: like that well it would be like his heart is freezing
2: yeah, I was thinking that he was, like, literally dying, and that was his heart just freezing before they sort of, like, resurrect him.
0: Oh, okay, okay, right. Because they say, now must make better. Come. That's when they do all their weird alien stuff. We see, like, they kind of turn into the Northern Lights, almost, or it seems like there's some sort of connection there between them really and does. the Northern Lights, yeah. right? Yeah, it does. And then what happens? What if <laughs> what
2: happens Yeah, then? this... the all these geometric shapes yeah i don't don't really understand i mean there's a tesseract there yeah and that get you know tesseracts get brought up anytime you talk about like dimensional Mm. -dimensional
4: four-dimensional and all that yeah
2: and then i think i guess that the three machine elves take on a more angular strange look when they're they're going to you know give klaus like his uh his uh he-man is a uh, sort of power upgrade
0: oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah when I saw all those geometric shapes, it reminded me of the toys and I felt like, are these oh, like, yeah, yeah. are these like alien toys or is is this like a like to maybe, us, to us maybe they look through, like toys or I don't know yeah.
2: yeah, maybe they're so like far beyond human like comprehension that for them, like weird abstract concepts of like geometry and you know physical dimensions to them are like toys right that they can just fool around with yeah yeah
0: Yeah, that's what it reminded me of it's so cool though the colors like it's a it's a different feel from what we've seen previously whenever we've seen like the magic elves or whatever i feel like we're on another level now he's on another level he's on his he-man level and we're kind of seeing what that looks like a little bit. So when they come over and they say make better, they're holding like these three runes. The one that looks like an X, that's the Gaifu rune or the G rune. It means gift or generosity. We see the Wunjo rune. That's the one we saw in the last set of issues that means joy. And then that S-shaped kind of rune, that's the Iwas or Ihas. And it means you, like a yew tree, which is like an evergreen plant that's often used as symbolism for the holidays and winter times and stuff like that. So, very cool. I like that. And then what happens? They, like, go into him or, yeah, I guess they're giving him his powers like that. Yeah. Very trippy i love this trippy stuff like you're like what is like you don't even get it like what happened but all we know is like now he's he-man santa claus now because this happened you know the the machine elves bestowed something onto him or felt the need to like tap into some higher powers to save him or something
2: it's a little frightening for for klaus you could imagine there's there's very light shades of uh, fire in the sky oh <laughs> yes that- where it's mm-hmm. just getting closer and closer to his face right before he screams.
0: Man, that movie used to scare me. That, that was like, I have some memories of that movie that will never go away.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I caught that, uh, I think it was like on TV one time when I was a kid and my dad was watching it. And like, I, because you know, it's like not that bad until like the last, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And then it's just fucking absolute bonkers, crazy, (laughs)
4: horrifying shit.
0: We get the issue six cover by Dan Mora here in the trade version that we're looking at. I love this idea of the, you know, Santa doesn't have reindeer. He has like these wolves, giant wolves. I love it. It's so good. Really cool. Yeah. All right. Getting into chapter seven at the castle. Everyone's freaking out over the Krampus. So the kids are able to make their escape because everything's all empty. And the little elf that helped Santa, or I mean the little kid, Finn, he's there. And he says Santa's dead and they have to do all this on their own. Yeah, but that was something I started thinking about afterwards. He's in green and he goes to his house and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, is he like a little elf? Like he's like what we, I know we have like the machine elves, but I was like, he's like more of like the traditional elf that we think of.
2: Yeah, he does have that look
0: about him. Yeah. Over with the Krampus. It's like uh, the colors and the design on this are just really amazing. It's really impressive.
2: Yeah, one thing I didn't get, I still think it's neat, but I just don't get it. Is about the Krampus' design is he's got one goat leg and one human leg, but his human foot is like lame, like it's sideways. Oh, right. I could not figure out what that, is like a reference to or if it's like
0: yeah i don't know i didn't even notice that so i didn't even look into it but maybe one of our listeners will have some insight on that so the Krampus punches dagmar and he getches jonas and the baron's like wait a minute this isn't what we agreed on not my son i set you free i summon you my black book commands you and he looks at the book and he's like how can this be your picture was here so we see in the book there's like a little square in the middle of this Mm -hmm. star and the square is empty so i guess like the picture was there but the star is an inverted pentagram which is often associated with like satanism and stuff like that so you know i thought that was interesting they put that imagery in there
4: but isn't it really like a a pagan symbol of protection
0: yeah well yes but when it's inverted like that because it's upside down but if it was right side up correct or i don't know i mean I, daniel would probably know more but uh that's what i know the krampus turns on magnus I, I was kind of excited i thought i was gonna like burn him right here but lady dagmar she jumps in with a bow and arrow i love that shot of her with the bow yeah, and arrow he gets right like, back
2: up but yeah. to like after getting yeah. caught by krampus like she's a tough lady
0: you know she's like wait a minute are we tyrants and then she gets like um you know they, they
4: give her a pretty cool arc in this where she gets to do some cool stuff. I like how the Baron is like going like, "Fucking, you promised me to be king," blah blah blah. And Krampus is like, "You're you're you're weakling. You gave you're a slave to the voice in your head." And I, I just used you to break free. I thought right. that was like really the one that I always think of. There, there's a lot of
0: moments like that in in a media where someone gets their comeuppance for unleashing something they didn't realize. But I always think of um, BPRD, the Black Flame where yeah. after oh, yeah. he unleashes all that, you know, the Kotha hem and everything and all the frog monsters, and he's like, what have I done? And then they all drag him down there. I was like, that's kind of what this reminded me of.
2: Yeah, that, that one's, God, it's so great. He's so pathetic. He's trying to apologize to, uh, is it Abe or Liz?
0: Yeah, it's yeah. Drag him down. I, think it was, I thought it was Abe. Yeah. Jonas runs off from the Krampus. As Jonas runs off, he literally runs into Finn and the other kid's escaping. The first thing he says is, stay back. I don't want to catch anything because that's one of the things that the Baron has told him is that kids spread diseases and stuff like that. It really kind of shows that he doesn't really know how to be around people. So uh, we get some <laughs> every time they show the Krampus, it's like so fucking cool. The colors are incredible. You know, it's got like kind of that oh, fire effect amazing. in its mouth.
2: Yeah, I love uh, I guess they it, the coloring, you know, is where they do it. But that effect where the tongue is like molten. In the throat, yeah. and then it the, goes uh, mm-hmm. down, the more like red and normal looking it is.
0: Yeah, the color work is incredible
2: on this. As the Krampus bears
0: down on them in the most metal album cover image you've ever seen, the Krampus orders the kids to get into the sack. And he gets Jonas in there and he's like,
4: Who's next? Well, like, well, Jonas is like, no one's getting to your sack. And then Jonas is like, but it's me. I was the bad person. Take me spare them. Take and then he's like, done. Who's next? And I was just like, right. Oh, when you first meet the character Jonas, I'm like, this not nosed little punk is fucking annoying. But <laughs> you as you kind
2: of hoping you're like, man, I hope Krampus eats this kid.
4: <laughs> but then like as it goes along, I'm starting to feel a little more sorry for him cuz he's, he's just an isolated kid who's right. been, been treated poorly his entire life. Right. You know um and it's just like and then like he's like saying no take me and spare them he's just like you know he's starting to he's starting to come around a little bit i would think yes
0: yeah i do like that and when the Krampus asks who's next it's gunnar milkinson again the same dude who broke out of the mines he gives him a big old axe in the back that's a great shot right there oh Yeah. yeah the kids are like wow who is that guy is that santa no finn says that's dad he's our dad are those the same kids that got the little gifts? Like, we, we, There's one family that we kind of followed in that first set of issues.
2: Um, oh, I think it's the same family, they're right? They're the first ones that we see that have the, uh, like the flying bird gift and all yeah, that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So everyone makes a big escape. But the Krampus is too powerful and scary, and it's unstoppable coming after them. Nothing will save you, it yells. But we hear the jingling of the bells. We get like those panels of the bells. And we get this incredible reveal of the fucking Santa
4: man. I love this turn. This turn the page like holy shit. This is fucking awesome.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. You know that the Krampus reveal was like death metal. This is like definitely some uh, like some fantasy like power metal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love the look of the sleigh. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Thought that was really cool. Like it's got kind of the that whole geometry motif for when we saw all those weird geometric shapes. Kind of reminded me of that. I don't want to spoil anything for the future books, but do they talk of? Does it ever turn into reindeer, or like is it always just wolves?
2: It's always wolves. There actually are some other Christmas spirit characters that you meet in a couple of the later books, and uh, I think a couple of them sort of have a, a deer. Thing going on oh, but okay with, with with klaus with our klaus it's always wolves
0: that's awesome i love this this whole image is great like why can't we do this instead instead of what we're doing <laughs> let's forget about <laughs> yeah. let's forget about jolly old saint nick and, Pr- and prancer and rudolph and all that let's get some let's get a freaking some... mcu dude and some fucking wolves
4: <laughs> fucking metal krampus yeah
0: let's do it yeah, we've talked about the colors in the art so much, but I fucking love these pages. Like, this fight with the Krampus and the Santa is, like, so great. You know, you've got all the action shots. It's like Santa's flying through the air with the two knives and all that. Really good.
2: Yeah, you've definitely got, like, the major contrast with, like, the, the dark, cold blues f- with Klaus fighting the, the oranges and reds from Krampus. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. that panel of Lily where she's ripped off Krampus's arm and her fur has got that really awesome like blue tinting to it.
0: Yes, yeah. That's a great panel. I was going to talk about that too. That's like so amazing. But then he's run through by the evil baron for the man who has everything, Magnus says. So that's a nice comic book reference also, right?
4: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, but this is uh this reminded me of so many things of in media where like you know, it's shocking that you know the main character gets like a run through, like at the la- right in the middle of like a pivotal moment or something like that. You know what I mean?
4: I would say I find it kind of interesting that he makes a reference for the man who has everything, which is an Alan Moore Superman's reference, wherein Alan Moore has some not nice things to say about Grant Morrison. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna get into it, but you can you can Google it. I mean, it's just like yeah, Alan Moore is not a fan. <laughs>
2: I think when they first met, they were pretty amicable. But I think Alan Moore, like, if I remember correctly, his biggest issue is that he feels like Grant Morrison takes a lot of what he already wrote and, like, yeah. does lesser things with it, which I don't really agree with. I think Grant Morrison's definitely, you know, I mean, everybody pulls from what Alan Moore has done because Alan Moore laid a lot of the groundwork. You know, yeah. in the '80s, with uh, a lot of modern superhero stuff, but I think Grant—that's a little bit unfair. I mean, Grant Morrison's obviously—they've got their own voice and like their own, you know, personality. I mean, just looking yeah. at you know something like All Star Superman, I mean, it, it's hard to discredit Grant Morrison yeah. <laughs> when you've read something like that. It's like wow, you know. Right. That I think Alan Moore is just being a little, uh, a little curmudgeonly.
4: Yeah. You know, most of the time, like when I hear Alan Moore is being curmudgeonly, then I read the article, I was like, no, he was making a valid point. But this time I'm like, eh, you're a little old man, um, yelling at the kids on the lawn kind
0: of <laughs> vibe on this one. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I find interesting about that whole discussion, I didn't know any of that, but, um, if the argument is that he takes something that Alan Moore already did and just redoes it again, I think this line is even funnier then because maybe. <laughs>
2: Could yeah he, maybe that could is he, like an intentional yeah
0: could he couldn't he have put it in there on purpose like oh well he says i just recycle all his stuff so let me just do this you know what i mean i don't know i think that that makes it even even better knowing the backstory
4: oh man yeah totally <laughs> Oh, but it also
0: it made me we were just recently watching the first Avengers, right? So right oh, yeah. right when Colson is gonna shoot Loki with that big cannon, he gets like stabbed in a very similar oh, yeah. way. There is another movie too that I was thinking of where a similar thing's happened. But anyway,
2: um The first thing that came to my mind uh was a fairly recent comic version where uh from Flashpoint where Thomas Wayne Batman stabs uh reverse flash while he's monologuing
0: oh, oh i think i know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah. and i was like what happened to the baron you know like we didn't really get to see he was uh when the crampus started killing everybody and all that we kind of lost track of where he was in the story so
2: yeah I, and i love they leave it for like a page turn reveal like they've kind of been doing with the uh, the Krampus reveal and the Klaus reveal. Yeah, yeah. I, I love a page turn reveal. I think it's a lot more impactful.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. Lily goes feral after seeing this, but she's also swiped away by the Krampus. And so the Baron with his sword, now he tells the Krampus to deliver on his promises. The Baron wants his kingdom and crown and the people to love him and his family. But Lady Dagmar is outraged at what he's done. The Baron says he did it all for her but she walks off and is like you murdered my father and hunted Klaus and surrendered to a monster it's over we're finished she says so i love this page this next page is a great beat right cuz he's like you owe me he yells but then he says quietly i want what i deserve and then he just gets totally like incinerated by the crampus oh, yeah. the colors on this page of, are amazing
2: the uh that the i love that glowing orange that the they use for Krampus's fire. It's kind of funny though. On the next page, <laughs> all the townspeople are immediately like,
4: "Yes, absolutely. yeah, burn that motherfucker! <laughs> burn the rest of them. Where's that boy?" Yeah, I thought uh, yeah. I
0: thought that was kind of funny. Um, but they're like us, I think. You know what I mean? They're us reading this because it's so satisfying right. that panel. I love that they give like two thirds of the page to like have this guy just be totally obliterated. Yeah, the town rejoices in his death. Jonas tries to run off, and the Krampus does a big old chain whip to grab him. Like, is he still dead? Or, like, what's going on there where he's like, save him, someone, save my son.
4: Oh, he's not dead yet. He's dying. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Painfully.
0: Wow. That's pretty dark. And so Dagmar takes up the sword. I like that. She was ready to go for it. But Klaus returns, and he's like, actually, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Something happened to me out on the ice, he says. The Shining family brought me to a house behind the Northern Lights. I can't be killed now. I'm still not sure what that really means. We'll see, he says. So we were kind of talking about what was happening there. They took me to the house behind the Northern Lights. I just think that's interesting. Like, is that like... um. I don't know, the North Pole, like when Santa goes to the North Pole, is he like really tripping out and seeing geometric shapes with some aliens?
2: Most likely. I think that's more like a <laughs> euphemism. We actually, we see Klaus's uh, fortress in some later issues, and it's much more of like a conventional structure.
0: Nice, okay.
2: So I, I, I think the house behind the Northern Lights is sort of his way of being like, yeah, I I tripped and saw some, some wacky DMT stuff.
0: <laughs> so over with Krampus, He's getting ready to take over the world as evil Santa. He's got a sleigh of evil demon dogs to hunt wicked children all over the world. I love that. I think that's awesome. Like, let's get a. I would have. I would have. I wouldn't have even minded. Like, if he took over for a second, you know what I mean. And then they had to like stop him or whatever. Like, if he even like. Oh yeah. That would have been cool to like take it a little step further and see him actually become evil santa or i don't know i just think that that's a that whole imagery where we see him on his evil sleigh with like those demon dogs and everything that's so awesome like i'm like man i want to see more of that give us a little bit more of that
2: yeah he, he ghost riderizes the cross's yeah. sleigh
0: oh that's what he does yeah he touches it and he turns it into that yeah you're right <laughs> i like how you said ghost riders it
2: well he uh that's oh, that's something totally. that they've been doing a lot with like the recent Ghost Rider comics. There's a recent issue. Um, I can't remember if it's an Avengers issue or like a straight up Ghost Rider comic. Uh, Robbie Reyes. Uh, he's like missing his car or something, and he gets an office chair and Ghost Riders it, and like is riding around on a Ghost Rider fight <laughs> office
0: of chair. That's awesome. That is
4: hilarious. <laughs> Shit, I wanted to
0: look that up. <laughs> yeah, but the designs in this book have been amazing. Like, we just get that one little shot of it. But, man, I would love to see more of that. That's so cool. So the Krampus has Jonas and prepares him to take him to space and eat him. And Jonas is like, I know I was bad, but the Santa brought him to General Grievous. And Santa only brings toys to good children. The Krampus says, there is no Santa. Yule night belongs to fear and cold darkness now and forever. As all bad children belong to me. I say this, there are no bad children. I love that. <laughs> was really that was good. so good. Well, and I, I love, like, as he says, I say this, and he's running off the rooftops, and then we get those four panels at the bottom, the way that it's paced for us to take all that in before mm-hmm. he does the big leap. I love that. I just think it's, um, I don't know, it's another one of those things that comics does that nothing
2: else can really do. Yeah, very specific to the medium.
0: As Santa's climbing up the Krampus... He asks, what sins the child committed that are worthy of a demon's wrath? And Krampus is like, well, he lied, and there's also pride and greed and ingratitude. Oh, such <laughs> wickedness, Santa says. I'll give you this, beast. You've made me want to laugh for the first time in too many years. Do you know what else is funny? Up here, your fires don't burn. Ho, 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 he says as he chops off <laughs> <the> Krampus's head. <laughs>
4: I had to show this panel to Kathy as well. I was just like, Oh my god, look, this is the first time he says ho 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 It's really he's good. Playing a demon <laughs>
0: Yes, very good. Yeah, that was so cool. I want yeah, I'm definitely posting this on Christmas Day. Uh, this yeah. ho 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 image is incredible. Like just it's uh, so good. you know, like you you find a really cool image or you think of a really cool thing and then you work backwards. Like I wonder if they're like, Okay, at one point he's gonna chop off the Krampus' head and say ho ho ho. Let's work up to that.
2: <laughs> that would be great if that was literally the the spawning like thought for what
4: <laughs> <Brand. laughs> it, like,
2: it would be super fucking cool. If Santa was like Chris Hemsworth with a sword (laughs) and he chopped off the like big evil Krampus demon's head (laughs) while
0: saying ho, ho, ho. Okay. Now let's figure out what the backstory is for
4: this whole guy. I I just assumed that they were tripping on acid while watching the ranking best Santa Claus. (laughs) I got an idea. Oh yeah. Uh, Um, Also, uh,
2: at the end of that, or the bottom of that page, you know, we were talking about the toy looking more like Krampus. Now it's kind of looking back to how it was before. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: The Krampus falls like a meteor, right? Is that it falling down through the sky?
2: Yeah, that's his. Yeah, headless that's... body. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I love this line as uh, Klaus comes down with Jonas. He says, "Milady, I search and search for the perfect gift. Then I saw this boy and thought of you."
4: I thought it was sweet, kind of hokey, yeah. but sweet <laughs> yeah
2: i i think that's like sort of the uh the basic you know foundation of this series is like hokey and sweet and fun with yeah. like all you know a bunch of other stuff on top but that's really what it's meant to be at the core is just you know yeah it's suppose. fun like you read it and you're like oh man i'm in the i'm in the christmas mood
4: now yeah yeah uh, this this might actually become like a christmas tradition for me to read this comic <laughs> yeah i, I definitely I mean, think it, so. it definitely
2: has been for me since i uh first found this series
4: it's fun it's well paced it's batman as santa claus yeah <laughs> <laughs> with with a bunch of acid tripping
0: <laughs> oh yeah really great yeah I love this part where he's like, ah, we should have a celebration with a tree of lights. And so they bring this big old tree. It's like as soon as he stands it up, like it comes to life, you know what I mean? Like he's literally standing it up and then in the next panel, it's all decorated and there's like toys flying off of it and everything. I love all that. Oh
2: yeah, I think there's definitely some, some Yule magic being used right there. And Lady Dagmar
0: says, with Claus as my advisor, I vow to make amends for my late husband's dark misdeed." And I, I love the way this page is set up, right? Because we're... We're moving through time, but we're in the same place, kind of, right?
2: Yeah, it's it's the same celebration spot year after year, and you're, yeah. you're getting to see like little elements of uh, all the kids getting older and Klaus not aging, but uh, Lady Dagmar is aging.
4: I think this is a, one of those pages that in the comicsology version should, should have been a double page spread because when you look at them together it just flows so well oh you're right yeah
0: Yeah, it should have been once upon a time in a place there was a man his name was klaus which means victory of the people and once upon a time they all lived happily but the time is always now and now outlives each one of us so yeah we see lady dagmar has aged and she's like i think my dancing days are done dear klaus what a life it's been please promise me you won't dance on alone and when we turn the page they're at lady dagmar's funeral we see jonas he's all grown up and klaus is gaining his sleigh and he's like you're leaving his father their children will miss your tales and adventures we all will my mother lady dagmar she wanted you to have this and it's that little bird that he gave her he gave her that in the last set of issues right Mm -hmm. oh i just noticed this at the at the funeral him and lily are like all the way in the back watching this from a distance and klaus tells jonas He'll be back once a year with gifts for the children. I promise. We won't forget. And Jonas says, we'll see you once at Yule time. You can fly in the air. You walk with gods. There are 364 more days in the year, Father. Where will you go? What will you do? It's a big world and the sky goes on forever, Lord Jonas. Klaus says, I just have to use my imagination. Watch for me when the nights are long and the days grow cold. When there's a need of light in the darkness. And he flies off in his sleigh. With his magical wolf dogs out into
4: space. <laughs> now this is this is a fucking very Superman the movie. You yes. Yeah, yeah. You, you can almost just hear. Oh yeah,
2: it ne- yeah it definitely needs its own like iconic yeah.
4: like Klaus
2: Superman style theme.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I like the way that it dealt with all of that too, because it kind of like. You know, it jumps us ahead a lot, and it's like, yeah, you know, I guess, you know, he's going to outlive all these people, but he's still doing stuff for the kids. Now he's a magical being. This is definitely going to be a a yearly tradition, you know, to go through this comic, and then and I think we'll go through the sequels, too, because they look like they're a lot of fun, and I'm excited to stick with this universe and kind of see what other weird stuff Grant Morrison and Dan Mora have lined up for us in this series, because man that was cool
2: it gets a whole lot stranger like the the machine elf stuff uh like that we get like here and there uh in this first series is is weird but the other like single issues are are standalones. so morrison's got to get all their weirdness out in like one issue yeah as <laughs> opposed to, like, pacing it out a little bit
0: nice nice yeah I would love to see this adapted to some sort of media at some point, whether it's like an animated or or part of the MCU. That would be amazing, too. Yeah.
2: I think it would be great as, uh, you know, Netflix has been doing those like Castlevania animated shows. Yeah. And they've been, like they've been given some pretty like decent budget for animation. I think it would do well as something like that.
0: Awesome. Would... Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I was excited after reading the first four issues to where this was going to go i did not you know because we were like what is it going to be is it going to be an evil santa is it going to be a krampus and i didn't like i didn't really know that they were going to go that way so i was kind of actually kind of surprised to see the big old krampus monster
4: you know honestly i i I just was like okay this is a buff santa let's just see where it goes yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then when krampus popped up i thought that was just awesome you know i just you know it's just like i was not expecting that yeah i don't know why yeah, but it's like, it
0: makes sense. It's evil Santa, essentially, you know what I mean? So thank you so much, Hayden, for bringing us
2: onto this book. This is a lot yeah. of fun.
4: This is a lot of fun. Thanks, Hayden. Oh, no, thanks for having me
2: on and, and reading it. I'm I'm really glad that you guys liked it. It really is like, you know, a special little series. I hope they do more, but I mean, like I said before, as of right now, I think it's kind of done, especially with Dan Mora being so busy. I think that's probably the main reason is that Morrison doesn't want to do more without Mora, which is right. understandable. Oh, I see. Yeah, but uh, I really do hope they uh, they go back to it in the future because it, it really is a fun series. And for a while there, like I said, they were doing you know like a new issue per year, and it was just a nice little uh, like Christmas treat. Be yeah. like, oh, new Klaus this year.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to get into more of this. It was really great. Um, I do remember what I was going to say now, um, because we had a big evil Krampus in the Hellboy story, but I felt like that one was like a more animal Krampus, and this was oh, kind of yeah. like a this was kind of like a man, like a big dude, oh, yeah. a big buff dude Krampus.
2: Yeah, the Hellboy one was a lot more goaty. Yeah,
0: it was more like a big creepy animal. Where this one was like,
2: I'm a big MCU CGI villain. <laughs>
0: You know, but that's, it's funny too, because that's one of the criticisms of the MCU, like of the early movies is like, the enemy is always just an evil version of the hero, like, you know, evil Iron Man or whatever, you know. Um, Yeah. And, uh, and so this is like literally evil Santa Claus. (laughs)
1: Right?
2: (laughs) Yeah, well it is, but I mean, Krampus and Santa are so, at least, I mean, visually different for sure, but also like in terms of. You know, the, like, color palette that's used. Like, oh, yeah. And then, you know, their skills. I mean, I, it's it's definitely, like, not an, uh, an issue of that trope. Oh, yeah. It's not like there's another Batman Santa that's just a bad guy. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> we don't see the Krampus Batmanning around. But, man, whenever they showed the Krampus, like, every single page, every single panel that had that monster in it was just amazing. Like, I don't know. I mean, there's... It doesn't get old. Just seeing a big old horned skull face, scary monster thing—it was just awesome. They really brought it to yeah. life in the best way possible. Oh yeah. All right. Well, I hope everybody is enjoying the holidays. Or if you if you're not enjoying it, then you can go and hide in a corner and listen to this podcast and be like, "Now I'm ignoring everyone and just hanging out with my online friends," which is what we all want to do anyway, right? So, uh, <laughs> I hope everyone is having a good holiday. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us all year on all the episodes and uh, excited to have some great episodes next year with this podcast and over at the Hellboy Book Club as well. So thank you for your continued listenership and friendship. We'll probably take next week off and then we'll we'll be back after that because it's just good to have a break sometime. So we, we might take next week off, but we'll be back soon. And I look forward to catching up with all the book club members. Keep sending in those audio clips. And now Aubrey's gonna say all the things. Ho
4: ho ho, everybody. That was a fun issue. <laughs> Tell us what you thought. Have you read this before? Did you enjoy it? Um, I want to hear what you think. So to say, hey you damn guys at book club Member comics at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Book Club Member Comics and on Twitter at Book Club Members. And as always, you can find all of our resources on our Podbean website, our Facebook About section, and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. As also use a special thank you to Paul from Gladahorn for the listener feedback theme.
0: Thank you, Paul. Yes, thank you, Paul. You're not getting a lump of coal in your stocking. You're getting something great for listener yes. feedback theme. There you go.
4: Thank you, Hayden, for joining us uh, on these last couple episodes. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Hayden, I forgot to ask you to plug your podcast.
0: Plug your podcast really quick.
2: Last book on the shelf, uh, we read a book a month. Uh, me, my co-host TJ, my co-host John. Uh, we also have a uh, second episode per month where we cover uh, – multiple different kinds of media it might be movies might be video games might be comics uh, but the main uh brunt of the series is that we uh, are three dum-dums who read a book every month and then we tell you about it
0: <laughs> hey if you know how to read you're not a dum-dum that's good stuff right there
2: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we've all been on a couple episodes as well so yeah yes a lot yes, of good John stuff
2: John and Danielle were on our Twin Peaks Season 1 episode, and Aubrey was on our uh, Gunslinger episode, our first Dark Tower episode.
0: Nice. Yes, those are great episodes, and all the episodes are great, so there's a great backlog, so we're going to take next week off. If you're looking for something to listen to, hey, go check out that podcast as well.
4: You can catch up over there while you take a week off from us. I want to thank Only Beasts for their main theme, and their new album just dropped, so you should check them out. John put a link in the show notes thank you yes you can find the podcast wherever get your podcast from and when you're there open it up and give us that five-star review every little bit helps and if you're enjoying what you're hearing a friend have them join the book club everybody wants to be a book club member
0: yes do it
4: uh we are taking off next week so i want to say uh, merry christmas happy new year to you guys and when we're back in the new year we'll be reading silver surfer issues 10 and 11 and sadie says hi as well hi
0: sadie <laughs> she likes silver surfer so you guys know what to do. Pull out those back issues trades. So join
4: us at Book Club Member Comics.
0: Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas.
4: I'm Hey And I'm Aubrey Loveless saying I knew you were a wizard. <laughs> <laughs>